Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome into Off the Radar here on 365 Sports. Uh, segment we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays to try and round up a lot of the various stories around the sports world we might not otherwise uh, have time or think to get to. So uh, typically we're pretty heavy college football, and uh, that leaves a lot of room for some other things. But uh, the post-Super Bowl, kind of sleepy in in the sports world a little bit because you've got pitchers and catchers now reporting, NBA season's rolling along, um, but the absence of football is definitely felt when it comes to just sort of the news cycle and the constant churn of college football and NFL going on simultaneously, much less the, the I guess, other side of uh, the Super Bowl when there's so much buzz and buildup for uh, what went on uh, last week in Las Vegas. But I'm sure you guys saw, I'll start off with this, just what happened yesterday at the Kansas City Chiefs Parade. I know that you kind of mentioned it yesterday at the uh, end of the show, but uh, gunfire uh, erupting, over 20 people injured, and a mother of two was killed, according to uh, Kansas City authorities, as the Chiefs were celebrating their latest Super Bowl championship in uh, the midst of a crowd of about a million people. Uh, down there in uh, Kansas City, uh, 22 people ages 8 to 47 wounded by gunfire. Uh, about half the victims were under the age of 16, but police did say they recovered several firearms, also arrested or detained three people, um, but did release one person because they found out that they weren't actually involved. So two juveniles remain in custody, although no charges have been brought forth uh, so far, but uh, that at least seems to have... Uh, I guess found its uh, its end as far as you know any search or manhunt or or identifying. I'm sure there's still a lot of that identifying going on to determine exactly if anybody else is further involved. But two uh, juveniles in custody, and I'd imagine you all saw the video of the chase of oh, one of those suspects, yeah. which was just incredible. I watched yeah. that like 25. That guy times needs last to get night. season tickets, the, and the guy that was multiple with him people that, yeah, were yeah. involved Mul- with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that because awesome. the initial guy tackles him, he gets up or starts kinda, to get up. Yeah, Other yeah. guy tackles him, and then they're able to finally wrestle him down. 
now. But uh, that's the latest on that. I just wanted to bring that up because that was ob- obviously an awful incident yesterday. And, uh, man, uh, just uh, awful that uh, somebody lost their yeah. life. Yeah, absolutely terrible. Um, and, and thank you to the heroes uh, who, who, who stopped it and yeah, who did what sure. they did. I saw the picture of the guy, you know, he tweeted out, like, he, they wrestled the gun away. Yeah. And, uh, a woman and the went guy, over to pick it up. Yeah. It was a large one. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it was, um, I mean, these things, we need to do something about it. We keep saying it, but uh, it was it was really tragic. And you hate that a young parent lost their lives and that children yes, were injured in this. Yeah. And that, you know, they're out there. Th- this is a town that was full of joy, you know, for something that they're thrilled to happening in a great spot and all that. And then and just for this to happen. But uh, I've been very impressed, by the way, by the we had him on the Super Bowl. You remember Smokey a couple of years ago, the mayor of of, yeah. of Kansas City. He was yep. great. I uh, guess then we had a lot of fun talking to him. I've been very impressed with the way he has confidently responded to what they're going to do and how they're going to address these things moving forward. Yeah, and they had a lot of uh, the Chiefs have come out with various statements, whether it be on social media. That was amazing. I, you know, I know I'm part of the media, but I do understand the vulture aspect of this. But uh, man, they pretty quickly identified one of the tacklers. He was on the news. It was just like Bing Bang Bong. Like one minute he's sitting there tackling, and you know. Uh, grabbing uh, one of the suspects, and then next thing you know, it's just it's all over the place, and you're on television and all of that. But uh, not a not a happy ending. But uh, at least uh, we know that there are some people in custody, and so I just wanted to to make mention of that because that was obviously one of the bigger stories, not just in sports, but uh, just in the country uh, yesterday. So apparently, the other information on it was that it stemmed from a personal dispute. That's what the police said. Um, the entire ordeal revolved around was uh, some type of a personal dispute. So uh, they're still looking to identify if anybody else is uh, is involved. But uh, yeah, just stupidity and unfortunate that uh, that had to happen. And um, I just hope that all involved, obviously you can't give someone their life back, but uh, especially those kids, I mean, getting shot. Um, I just hope that they're not just screwed up uh, uh, moving forward and, and can get over the very traumatic incident like that. So, so let's have a personal dispute. And go into a crowd of what could have been three or four hundred thousand people or more. It just that that that's the part that it makes no sense. Juvenile brains, but that's yeah. not the only yeah. thing. Yeah, there's obviously just some stupidity uh, going on. I don't know how else to describe it there, but uh, there is some some uh, news updates on that. Meanwhile, uh, this happened um, not today, but we haven't talked about it. I know we're going to talk about it here in in the next few minutes. But Mike Zimmer, Paul, um, and. You as well, if you want to chime in, uh, the new Cowboys defensive coordinator. Uh, he has talked to the media and uh, said that uh, yesterday he's not trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, and he knows that the Cowboys have a lot of talent, of course, headlined by Mark Apar- Micah Parsons. But now that Dan Quinn is, is off to be the head coach in Washington, uh, Mike Zimmer is where the Cowboys turn for their new D.C. And uh, he said they're in the process of looking at players, trying to figure out you know the best uses for various guys. Um, and this is... Um, you know, a homecoming of sorts as well for him. So what are your thoughts on the big change at D.C. for the Dallas Cowboys? I mean... <laughs> not not I thrilled, I see. You said a, I don't know. It's just... I, it's uninspiring. I, like, I think Mike Zimmer is a brilliant defensive mind. But, you know, I... I and I guess maybe I, I have the new is always better, you know, gene sometimes kind of want a fresh look at things, but Mike McCarthy, when he took over Colin Place last year, he put Brian Schottenheimer as the offensive coordinator, which to me, again, was just like, okay. And then with Mike Zimmer, 
you know, I, I think it, it's a practical move and it makes sense in that Mike McCarthy's in the last year of his contract. If they don't get over the hump, then Jerry is probably not going to bring him back, although he did this with Jason Garrett several times. Uh, they haven't renewed it. You know, you're going to bring in somebody like a Mike Zimmer who knows the score a little bit more and maybe is not angling for the future for a long term. You're really trying to talk yourself into this. But I don't, like, again. <laughs> you haven't said anything. Yeah, it's just, uh, those it, are all, like, I thought it was an uninspiring hire. Yeah, it's very uninspiring. Yeah, I thought that's a good word to use. Uninspiring? Okay, I guess we'll, we'll Mike hear Mike Zimmer's more. a good dude. Hell of a coach, but I just, like, mm. Is that the guy who's going to win you a Super Bowl? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair, um, but uh, he's met with the media. Obviously, there's a lot of work to do there, and uh, clearly we'll be talking about that more uh, with Mickey here coming up. But, uh, yeah, I just want to get your thoughts since we hadn't mentioned that uh, at all. Also, meanwhile, as uh, changes are taking place, one – other one that uh, happened uh, yesterday was the 49ers firing defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes after just one year uh, as the D.C. in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan announced that on a conference call yesterday. Um, and that's, um, yes, it said that uh, they, they had made the decision to, to depart after uh, one year. He didn't really answer as to, um, you know, initially, I guess, in that conference call didn't. I guess it happened right before the move was announced. And so he didn't really have comments at that time because he was getting peppered with questions about Steve Wilkes and coming back for another year and all that. And then they eventually just turn around and let him go. So uh, one year they got to the Super Bowl, had a defense that was uh, pretty good, but I guess not as good as uh, they liked the year prior. And so uh, they make the move. And uh, any surprise or any thoughts on yeah, them surprised. moving on from Steve I, Wilkes? I was surprised. I thought the quote, from Shanahan, which you could tell he was uncomfortable Tuesday, made the decision yesterday, announced it, where he said everything about Wilkes, he's a hell of a good person and also a really good football coach. And yet this decision seems to come from, one, they lost the Super Bowl game. Uh, I don't think the defense was the reason they lost, but that they want to go to a different scheme that maybe will be even better, deeper. I don't know. But I... I, I, I hated when I, I saw the news, it surprised me because they just played in the Super Bowl, and it wasn't like his defense collapsed and gave up 28 points in the second half. No, look, they held uh, Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in regulation. Usually, um, you buy your defensive coordinator a beer after that. Like, you think so, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's where you yeah, hold people up. People forget that Mahomes threw for 300 yards, but it was in five quarters. Yeah. Not that it's not a good deal. Look, but Most of the time you hold Patrick Mahomes in an offense to 19 points through four quarters. You win that game, one, because you've held him 19 points. And two, after the game, the, you, the Twitter video is like, and this game ball goes to our defensive coordinator. We had a great grand, you know, mm. that's what it was. I guess sometimes you need a scapegoat, and if they want to change schemes, they want to change schemes, that's fine. But they lost Dre Greenlaw to a tragic running on the field Achilles injury. Achilles injury, yeah. I mean, like that, like weird deal. things happen, and then you, like, that didn't matter as much until you get into the fifth quarter, essentially there. And yeah, not having Dre Greenlaw is a big deal. A really tough decision because really says nothing about Steve as a man or as a football coach. I mean, he's exactly what we wanted as a man. He's a great football coach, but they wanted to move forward in a different type scheme headed into the future, and that's up to the head coach, and that's his decision. Yes, it is. So uh, they announced that, and obviously there was big shoes to fill as well when you're replacing D'Amico Ryans, who uh, did a did a great job there. Uh, meanwhile, former West Virginia quarterback Geno Smith has had a – 
a better NFL career than it looked like he was going to have at various points in time and has really had a great resurgence uh, over the last couple years, a bit more up and down this past year, but there's a contract question coming up with Geno Smith, but that's been answered today. He's got $12.7 million that will become fully guaranteed on Friday, and uh, he has been informed that he will remain on Seattle's roster throughout the week, and that uh, calls for a a $12.7 million base salary next season to become fully guaranteed uh, tomorrow as he will still be on the roster. Uh, The money was guaranteed per the ESPN report only at the time that Smith signed his uh, three-year deal a year ago, but he's now going to for sure get that money, even though he's going to be on the roster tomorrow but beyond that, there's some more questions about whether he's going to be the quarterback long-term for Seattle. But I, I mentioned this just simply because there is a lot of debate about Geno Smith and, and you know, his, his, I guess, overall future. Um, but he's going to get a nice little uh, payday tomorrow and will remain on the roster. The Seahawks are not looking for a way to duck that. But, he had uh, a good year. Well, I mean, and look, a fantastic year. Should have beaten Dallas. Remember, you, they had them in trouble and then didn't, couldn't close the game. You have to give yourself options and – Getting rid of Geno Smith before this deadline, especially given how much money he actually costs now, which is a bargain compared to what you'd have to do to get, you know, and they're they're not bringing Russell Wilson back, so that's that's something that's. that's I think Russell probably called saying, "Hey, yeah, uh, maybe, <laughs> man, look, maybe that's what happens. Who knows?" But I I just don't see them, you know. For sure, getting a better quarterback than Geno Smith this year. And look, maybe they draft J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix or Michael Penix at yeah. their pick at 18 or 19, wherever they are. And maybe they pick him. And maybe they have that guy developmentally. But again, are they going to be better this year than Geno Smith? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He's going to get that $12.7 million. There's another bonus, though, of uh, nearly $10 million that will come up on March the 18th. So do they move before then? Like, you give him this chunk, but then do you move and, and make your decision to, to move on before well, then? He's uh, When a pretty... does he get the next chunk? In, in uh, March? On March 18th. Well, yeah. the draft's not until the end of April, so I don't know how they, they have to make that decision before they know who they're going to have. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's the whole thing yeah. is uh, what are you going to do? So if they obviously uh, allow him to remain on the roster in March, then I think that pretty yep. clearly says the investment-wise, the money totals, that you're going with Geno Smith next season. Yeah, now, I agree. That, that's why that's an interesting little window. But, yeah, today may be an indicator of that's what the plans are, and they do have a pretty nice bargain. He is the 18th highest-paid quarterback in the league. Uh, so you look at uh, salary caps, and he's outside the top ten as far as charges go there, as far as the, the cap charge. So it's a, it's a pretty nice deal given the bloated salaries and the other alternatives that you might have at your disposal. But good for Geno Smith. That's a nice chunk of change, and he's made a lot more out of his NFL career than, I like I said earlier, it looked like he was going to have at one point in time. But still a little bit of uh, mystery um, as far as his the length of his remaining tenure there in Seattle. And uh, just a couple more notes. Rob Manfred, everybody's favorite commissioner in pro sports, right? Uh, no, not really. He said that he <laughs> plans to step down when his contract expires in January of 2029. So, hey, Rob Manfred's stepping down. Oh, wait, it's not for another five years. But uh, he did say that once his contract expires, uh, he will be stepping down. He got a five-year extension approved by the owners uh, last July. So he's been on the uh, – this will be year number 10 as commissioner for Rob Manfred. So add another, what, five onto that, and he'll have a 15-year term and then bow out for the next guy. Now, look, the rule changes worked out well. Um that was that was something good for him, but man, the the fact that he almost ripped the game apart with the 
the kind of very lackadaisical approach to COVID uh, in playing games and getting the players back in the field after the labor dispute. Uh, I'm just 2029 can't get here soon enough, but you know, the owners are just going to hire another shill for them and, you know, hopefully it'll be better. You know, Bud Selig was, was, I remember not liking Bud at the time, but like now, you know, hindsight's 2020. And Bud looks just so much better. better. option, yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, know. he's not he's not the favorite, uh, that's for sure. He's definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But you got another five years of Rob Manfred baseball fan. So um, if you're a fan of his, that's great news. If you're not, like it appears a lot of people aren't, well, uh, just, I guess, grin and bear it, basically. And then finally, um, UFC 298 this weekend. Just wanted to mention that as far as uh, sports events go. Obviously, Super Bowl season ends a lot. All of the football, we'll have the Spring League. You know, situations popping up, which I outside of the what UFL now, I'm not even sure what even remains because you've had two of the leagues that have now joined together under one banner in the XFL and the USFL. But I'm not sure what other options there are other than the UFL. But that'll come in time. But as far as like, man, there's there's college basketball that certainly is going to be you know enough uh, to to satisfy the cravings of a lot of sports fans. But if Saturday night rolls around, you're looking for some action. UFC 298 featherweight title on the line. Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, an incredible fighter, defending that belt against Ilya Toporia in the main event. So that is uh, again UFC 298 on Saturday night from Anaheim, California. Some other great fights on that card on paper, um, but uh, always enjoy watching Volkanovsky fight. Toporia should be a good matchup. So uh, yeah. There's a few things off the radar. How much do you ever go on there and, and watch that as as a pay per view? Is that pay per view? Uh, UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Not often at all. Okay. I mean, it just depends on who's fighting, and not nearly as much as I used to in the uh, McGregor heyday, or even Rousey when they just had yep. a, John Jones was not being a total idiot all the time, um, which I know that's been a roller coaster the last few years. But uh, he's he finally kind of got his wits about him again. But yeah, when they were really operating on all cylinders, when McGregor was super hot and John Jones was super hot and Ronda Rousey was super hot, and it just seemed like they had this cast of stars, that's that's the last time I was really deeply, deeply invested in it. But, yeah, there's definitely fights that roll around that I get interested in, and I do they, enjoy watching these guys. They had a podcast set up at the Radio Row, and I can't think of the guy's name. It was This is like six to eight, ten years ago who was uh, one of the great champions or one of the big names, and I've just gone blank at his name, but he was there. It was cool to see him. Uh, Craig uh, Paxton said, who do you think The Rock fights at WrestleMania? Hmm. Um, That's a good question. I don't know because it's not going to be Cody Rhodes now. Um, I almost wonder if they're going to do, and I don't know how they would do this, if night one you do Cody and Roman or you do that night two and then the other night you do like, uh, Cody and Seth versus Rock and Roman in a tag match. I could see that. Um, I don't really see Rock versus Seth, and I don't really know how much time they have to build up. I guess they've got a few weeks, but uh, I don't know. The one match in my mind that stuck out, especially Rock coming back from Hollywood after all that time off, would be Rock and Roman versus uh, Seth and Cody. Um, that would that would be the one I'd probably put money on happening on one of those nights. But with the belt, do you put Cody and Roman on night two? I would think that you do, but I don't know for sure. So that, that would be my prediction. I, I definitely don't think he's fighting both nights. I think that'd be asking a little too much. You know, we want to reach 100,000 um, subscribers. That's the way we're going to get there with him doing that podcast on Randy Couture. Randy Couture was the one who I said hi to, and he was doing a podcast at, at, uh, at Radio Row. He was great in his day. He was yeah. absolutely great, yep. It was crazy as his career record was 19 and 11, but he was a great player, a great fighter. That, that, those, those records are, are very deceiving. Well, he 
got really bad towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> he eventually I lost had probably five of his last six or so. Yeah. Um, all right. When we come back, Mickey Spagnola on Mike Zimmer. Uh, Garrett, would you go to the rotating, moving, sliding camera? There are people in the chat room that we sometimes just do things and don't explain what the hell we're doing. We used to have this a long time ago. We've only been on the air less than four years. But it's a a, a camera that slides back and forth. You see this on some shows. It has been in uh, retirement. It had to get fixed. And so what it is is just something a little bit different, brings a little movement. So those of you asking... We are not like in a rotating tower at the the Needle in Seattle or in San Antonio. Not yet, but uh, and by fixed we mean replaced, uh, and then <laughs> we had to take a camera off the wall and put it on there. So yeah, there we go. So there we are with that. It's a it's a couple of big tripods, a, a railing, and it goes back and forth. It's just something different to um, to have on the show. When we come back, Mickey Spagnola. This is three sixty five Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.